You are listening to Pastor Kenny Mukwena from Blessed Generation Church in Hatfield, 1025 Park Street. Thank you so much for tuning into this broadcast today. We are talking about the God of supply. God is the God of supply. God is in the business of supplying in these last days. You know, one time I was in Israel and as I stepped into the Sea of Galilee, I was sailing and then God said to me, you know, my people are not receiving my grace in the measure um, I have advanced or, or, or dispensed to them. And when he said that, I began to meditate on it and said, Lord, but why? He said, because they do not know my son. So today, we need to know Jesus. We need to know the heart of God that is expressed in his son, Jesus. Jesus himself said, when you have seen the Father, you have seen me. He said to Philip, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. And Jesus said, Philip, I've been with you all along, but you do not know me. And then he said to him, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus says, I and the Father are one. When you read the Bible in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 15, uh, the, the Bible says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So God is the express image of the personality of God. And today, if we want to understand the heart of God, we need to look at the life of Jesus when he walked the earth because that was God himself expressing the personality of the Son walking the earth. We need to understand the Trinity of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is not three gods. It's one God functioning in three different dimensions or three different facets. You know, it's so important for us to understand in these last days that uh, for God to have authority on earth, he also needs a body. So you and I, we are the body of Jesus Christ. And how did we become a body of Jesus Christ? When we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, he came into our hearts and he took residence in us. That is why we say we give our lives to him. And that is very, very, very important, especially for the charismatic church where we say we give our lives to God. It means if we give our lives to God, he become Lord over us. He owns us. I mean, imagine if you have a farm. That farm does not look after itself, but the farmer, the one who owns it, looks after it. Imagine if you adopt a child today. When you adopt a child, the child now belongs to you. The child does not look after itself or, or himself or herself. The child must be looked after by the, the, the adoptive parents. So it's exactly like that in the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus Christ is the express image of the personality of God. When we gave our lives to him, he came into our hearts. He came into our lives. He, he, he now reign on earth through us. And because he is in us, we reign in this life. That is why the Bible says, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. So we are talking about the God of supply. And we're saying if you want to understand the heart of God in so far as giving is concerned, you need to see Jesus in the scriptures. Even in the Old Testament, you know, we see a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament that concerns Jesus. And that's one of the one of the things that uh, um, uh, sums up uh, my my ministry. I always preach um, in types, in shadows, you know, in forms, in symbols, because Jesus is hidden in the Old Testament in types, in shadows, in symbols, you name them. Now, I believe that the Old Testament 
is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. For you to understand the Old Testament, you have to look at the Old Testament with the eyes of the New Testament. And for you to understand the New Testament, you need to, for you to understand the Old Testament insofar as it relates to the New Testament, you have to go via the cross. There is no other way. So the, the, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. The, uh, no, no. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. Because in the Old Testament, Jesus is hidden everywhere. When you open the scriptures and you begin to see Jesus in the scriptures, you are able to see the heart of God and you are able to locate yourself. To give you an example, you look at the life of Joseph in the scriptures. Joseph was a type of Jesus. If you look at the comparison, there's so many things between Jesus and Joseph that are so related. Jesus was betrayed by his brothers, the Jews. And you look at Joseph, Joseph was also betrayed by his brothers. Jesus was sold for, you know, 30 pieces of silver. Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of, of, of silver. Do you know Jesus Christ was accused for things he did, he, he did not do and he was uh, um, crucified for that. You look at Joseph was, when he was in the house of, the, uh, of Potiphar. He was accused by his wife, you know, for things that he did not do. He was put in prison. You look at Joseph when he was in prison. He had two men in prison. The one who, after he gave the interpretation, the one was hanged the one was released. You look at Jesus when he was on the cross. The one, he said, today I will be with you in paradise. The other one, you know, uh, accused Jesus and he condemned himself by doing that. So there's so many, so many, so many similarities. You look at Jesus when he rose from the dead, he became second in command. The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the, of the father. You look at also Joseph when he came out of prison, he became second in command. Uh, um, uh, he became the prime minister second to Pharaoh. So we know that Joseph is a type of Jesus. But every time you look, you see, you locate a type of Jesus in the scriptures. You need to locate a type of yourself. Because to see a type of Jesus and you don't see a type of yourself, then you're going to, you're going to miss it. You know, you're going to fall short. And who are we insofar as, you know, Joseph as being the type of Jesus? We are Benjamins. Now, the life of Benjamin is so interesting. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. And if you would understand that you and I, we are the Benjamin generation today. And you look at how Benjamin actually related with his brother Joseph. Your life will never be the same again. As a matter of fact, I find it very interesting that even the Apostle Paul, who has been given the mystery of the New Testament, I mean, the Apostle Paul wrote the, 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 the la a large part of the of the of the new testament as a matter of fact many of us when we think about every time someone says new testament what springs to my mind quickly immediately is the letters of the apostle paul but what is so interesting is that the apostle paul also is from the tribe of benjamin and you know god did not go to uh, judah or to reuben or to you know, uh, and any of the brothers of, 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 of Joseph. No, on the 12 tribes of Israel, he chose a man from the tribe 
of Benjamin to come and explain the mystery of the new covenant. So we find that in Romans um, 11 verse 1 where the apostle Paul says, I am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. Now, when you see Jesus in the scriptures, in the Old Testament, and in this case we're saying Joseph was a type of Jesus, and then we can only be Benjamin. Now, it's very interesting because Benjamin was the little brother to Joseph. And in our case, Jesus is our big brother. When you read in the Bible, when you read the Bible in the book of Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, we God, we, you know, we have been predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son of God, um, uh, so that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. Jesus Himself, you know, the Bible tells us that He, we, He calls us His brothers, and and the Apostle Paul says He is not ashamed to call us His brethren. So we know that uh, the little brother of Joseph was Benjamin. Now, it's so interesting when you look at the life of, of, of Benjamin. As a matter of fact, if you, if you look at the first time when Joseph saw Benjamin, remember when jo Joseph was sold into slavery into, into Egypt. Now, for a long time, he stayed there and disconnected with his brothers. His brothers and his parents thought that he was dead. No, no, the brothers knew that he was sold, but the father thought he was dead. So when they come to Egypt, when there was a famine in the land, they come to Egypt, have no clue that Joseph is a prime minister there. So interesting, have no clue. His brothers are coming. They don't even know that Jesus Christ, that uh, Joseph is a prime minister. Now, there was a time when, um, uh, after they came to buy food, Joseph wanted to find a way to get Benjamin to come to him. So he, he some things happened and they, they you know they they would those the, the brothers were arrested uh, i don't want to go into much detail on that because i want to address a particular point now uh, joseph said to them i'm going to put benjamin no no it was actually even before he saw benjamin he says i'm going to put one of your brothers in prison until you go and get the, the little brother that you said you have. Now, they knew, the brothers knew that you cannot get Benjamin to come there because Joseph already died. The father would never allow Benjamin, you know, to, 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 to be left. Now, he, he arrested one of the brothers. They went back to the father and they pleaded with the father. Actually, the Bible says they stayed for a while until the food was finished. When the food was finished, now they needed food. They had no choice but to go back to Egypt. And the father said, go but you're not going with Benjamin. They pleaded with him, and one of the brothers said, look, uh, Dad, if I would not bring this son, um, you, 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 you will require him from me. I put surety that I will look after this boy. And because the situation was desperate, the, the, the Jacob agreed, said, okay, you can take Benjamin. Then he, well, they went with Benjamin. The Bible says when Joseph saw Benjamin the first time, very interesting, you find that in the book of Genesis 43, verse 29, the Bible says, then Joseph lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin. You and I, we are the Benjamin. And I want you to see this. It says he saw Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And then he turned and looked at Benjamin and said, God, be gracious to you, my son. Now at this moment, Joseph, 
the brother to Benjamin is looking at Benjamin. Benjamin can't even recognize his brother, but his brother recognizes him. It is so interesting that the very first words recorded in the scriptures concerning what Joseph, a type of Jesus, said to Benjamin, a type of the blessed generation, a type of the last born generation, a type of the generation that has been washed by the blood of Jesus. He said, God be gracious to you, my son. And I want to encourage you today at home. God is gracious to you today because of his son, Jesus. God is gracious to you today because his son has washed you with his precious blood. So when he said, God be gracious to you, my son, Joseph was not only speaking to Benjamin, his biological brother, but God, through Joseph, was speaking to us, the last born generation that has been washed by the blood of Jesus. You must remember that when Rachel gave birth to Benjamin, she died. So meaning that even as we were given birth to in death and there is no other brother jesus is not gonna die again he died once to give birth to us he's not gonna die again to give birth to another generation we are the last generation that god has called we are the last generation that god has blessed so god so joseph said god be gracious to you my son and i want you to see the following things that then began to to happen so in 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 genesis 43 for the for the three we see something very interesting there in, in in verse 34 now the time came where these people had to just had to eat then joseph did something very interesting because he knew his brothers but his brothers did not know him the bible says they were all put made to sit together the oldest to the youngest according to their age and then benjamin was put the last they were just not mixed together and this was a message God telling, showing us that we are the last born. We are right there at the end as the last born. We are the end time generation. You know, we need to understand that we are the end time generation and understand what God is doing from the scriptures that God has put um, uh, for us in the Old Testament so that we may understand who we are and the time that we are living in. So the Bible says, uh, um, then he, Joseph took savings to them and he put it before them. He gave each saving to each of the brothers, but to Benjamin, he gave five times more. So now look at this, picture this. Now the brothers are sitting there, from the oldest to the youngest. The youngest is sitting at the end there. And then Joseph come. Because the Bible doesn't say that. It's very interesting eh, where, where you see that this is exactly a type of Jesus. The Bible does not say that the servants came and serve. The, his servants, Joseph's servants as a prime minister, they came to serve the people. No. Himself, Joseph himself came to serve the people. And this is the type of the Jesus we are talking about today. Because Jesus himself says, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. And I want to appeal to every man of God listening to me today. Be a servant of Jesus Christ. Be a servant of the people. It is not time for us to be celebrities in the kingdom of God. This is the time for us to serve the people of God. This is the time for us to humble ourselves, to understand the mission, to look at Christ as the one who is our forerunner. 
He said we must not be like those who lord it over one another, but we must be like those who serve. And he said the, the one who wants to be great among us must become the least. So we see Joseph here saving his own brothers. He did not ask his servants. This man was a prime minister, but he did not ask his servants to serve. He went and he saved his brothers himself. So the Bible says he took savings to them from before him. But to Benjamin, he gave five times much more. Can you imagine when they saw, these guys, they saw the, the, uh, Joseph serving them, giving one portion, one portion, one portion. And then to Benjamin, he goes and he put five portions. Wow. Benjamin gets five portions. No, listen to this. Those five portions was not for Benjamin to eat. Benjamin only needed one portion, not five portions. How do I know this? Because when, when David was facing Goliath, the Bible says he went to the brook and he took five stones. He didn't need five stones. He needed only one. Why five? Because five in the scriptures is a number of grace. Where you see number five in the scriptures, you see grace. When you see silver in the scriptures, you see the mercy and the grace of God. That's how, that, that's how it is. So can you imagine? I believe that these savings that he gave to his, to his brothers, one each, one was enough for one person to eat and even leave some. But to Benjamin, he gets five times more. Look at it. Look at it yourself. Uh, 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 Genesis 43, verse 34. He gave five times more. And that's not only it. If you go also to, to, to Genesis 45, verse 22, when they were about to leave uh, um, Egypt, now to return back to their father, because now Joseph had already revealed himself. The Bible says he, Joseph, gave to all of them, to each man, changes of garments. But to Benjamin, he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garments. Do we see that number five again? Each one of them, they received one. But Joseph received, but Benjamin received five times more, a number of grace. What is God saying? God is putting blueprints, he's leaving traces for us to learn and to realize that we are the Benjamin generation. As a matter of fact, when, when, when Jacob blessed uh, Benjamin, he said to Benjamin in, 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 in Genesis 49 verse 27, says, Benjamin, is a, you are a ravenous wolf. In the morning you shall devour your brain and in the evening you shall divide the spoil. Can, we, can you see that? There is a revelation in that. In, in the morning you seek the Lord. You seek his face. You meditate on his, on, on, on his way. You get empowered by the Holy Spirit. When you go out to, to, to the marketplace, you are already empowered for success. So we see him receiving five times more than all his brothers. Not only that, but the Bible says he got also 300 pieces of silver. So we see the combination of grace and mercy because silver refers to mercy but five refers to grace. Wow, this is a good God, man. This is a good God. Do you see that God is a God of supply? Now look at Benjamin. What did Benjamin do? Nothing. He did nothing. All we see is supply, supply, supply. We have run out of time again. But we are talking about the God of supply, and I, and, I, and, I, and I believe that you are seeing God as a God of supply. I want to encourage you, come and visit us in our church, 1025 Park Street in Hatfield, where we preach Jesus. Him we preach in, in accordance with Colossians 1, 
verse 28. And also, I invite you to tune into my broadcast every Thursday at half past five in the evening. And you're going to be blessed as you do that. Connect with me also on Instagram and also on Facebook. You can search for Kenny Mukwena. You're going to find me there. And if you have been, if, you know, if this broadcast has been a blessing to you, send me a text message, man. Send me a WhatsApp message. Let me know what God is doing in your life on 0-0-6-6-0-6-6-0-2-5-0. Or you can send me an email on info at theblessedgeneration.org. Info at theblessedgeneration.org. God bless you. Until we meet again next week.